Hi, this is Gaurav from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, June 8th, and the top stories of the day are one of the men accused in the heinous murder of a 2-year-old girl in Aligarh had earlier been arrested for the alleged rape of his own 7-year-old daughter and was currently out on bail. According to a report in the Indian Express, the accused had a total of 4 previous cases pending against him. filed under various ipc sections including rape assault with intention to outrage modesty of a woman and kidnapping he was accused of raping his daughter in 2014 on the basis of a complaint filed by a relative the area station house officer said he was granted bail some months later the man and his accomplice jahid are accused of kidnapping the 2 year old girl from outside her home on may 30th and disposing of her body in a garbage dump after killing her Allegedly over a monetary dispute Jahid had with the girl's grandfather. The body was found 3 days later by the time which it had decomposed and animals had damaged it said the police. The murder came to light on Sunday morning when a cleaner noticed the girl's body in the garbage dump outside Jahid's house surrounded by dogs. The body had been wrapped in a chunni. Five policemen including the station house officer have been suspended for alleged lapses in investigation and an inquiry has been set up. While the family has alleged that the girl was also raped Police have so far maintained that the postmortem report does not corroborate this. However, another test is also being conducted. Anand Kumar, the additional director general of Law and Order said, and I quote, "The body was more than 72 hours old and the cause of death is shock and hemorrhage. There was putrefaction and entry of maggots. A vaginal sample has been sent to the forensic lab and confirmatory tests are being conducted." Close quote. He also said that a special investigation team headed by SP Rural has been formed and that they would transfer the case to a fast track court for speedy justice. Aligarh police said the National Security Act may be invoked against the accused and the police will also consider adding charges under the Prevention of Children from Sexual Offences or POCSO Act depending on the findings of the autopsy report. Meanwhile, the Lawyers Association in the city has made it clear that no advocate will appear in court for the accused. Speaking to news agency ANI, Anup Kaushik, general secretary of the Aligarh Bar Association, said, and I quote, "We stand with the family of a two and a half year old girl who was murdered in Tapal, and no advocate will appear in court for the accused. An advocate from outside will not be allowed to fight the case. We will fight for the child." Close quote. Newly elected BJP MP Pragya Singh Thakur chose to stand for around two and a half hours on Friday in the special court conducting the trial in the 2008 Malegao blast case. Thakur, who is a prime accused in the case and was appearing for the first time before the court after her Lok Sabha victory from Bhopal, expressed disapproval about the chair that was offered to her to sit on, as well as the state of cleanliness of the courtroom. According to a Hindustan Times report, Thakur, who has been given bail by the High Court on medical grounds, entered the court at around 12:45 p.m. assisted by her aides. Initially, Special Judge V S Padalkar asked her to sit in the enclosure meant for the accused at the back of the room. But before she sat on the wooden bench inside the enclosure, her aides spread a red velvet cloth over it. Thakur then sat there with co-accused Sudhakar Dwivedi and Samir Kulkarni. Later, when the judge called her to the witness box in the front and asked if she wanted a chair, Thakur said she preferred to stand leaning against the window. Recess was called after about 15 minutes, and when the proceedings resumed, the judge once again asked, and I quote, "I am asking on humanitarian grounds. Do you want to sit or stand?" Close quote. Thakur said she had a throat infection because of which she had a problem hearing. Then the judge ordered to place a chair near the witness box, saying she could sit there if she wanted to. However, Thakur continued to stand near the witness box for the next two and a half hours. After the proceedings ended and the judge left, Thakur bemoaned what she called as the lack of facilities in the courtroom. She said, and I quote, 
This is not the way to treat people after calling them to court. There is no proper place to sit or stand here. This is the chair to sit. If I sit on it, I would end up being bedridden. Close quote. She also raised a stink over the cleanliness in the courtroom. She further added, and I quote, There is no space to breathe. There is dust wherever I touch. I am allergic to everything. Close quote. Saying she was unable to stand for a long time, Thakur wondered what was the judge trying to prove by offering her such a chair. She said, and I quote, Jab tak saza nahi hoti, ko do. Baad mein to faasi de do. Close quote. Some lawyers present in the courtroom also wondered why the chair, which had a cushion and an armrest, did not meet Thakur's approval. However, Thakur's lawyers escorted her out of the courtroom by saying that she could file an application to avail better facilities. Five people, including four teenagers, have been arrested in connection with a homophobic attack on two women on a London bus that has prompted widespread condemnation in the UK. The attack took place on a night bus on May 30th as the couple, Melania Gemonat and her partner Chris, were travelling home from an evening out together. Gemonat posted a photograph on Facebook of the aftermath of the attack, showing her and Chris sitting on the bus, covered in blood. In the accompanying account of the attack, in English and Spanish, Gemonat said that at least four men began harassing the couple when they saw them kissing. The group made lewd comments and demanded that the women kiss and eventually assaulted and robbed them, Gemonat said. She wrote, and I quote, They started behaving like hooligans, demanding that we kiss so they could enjoy watching, calling us lesbians and describing sexual positions, close quote. Gemonat said she started making jokes in an attempt to defuse the situation. But the men, quote-unquote, kept on harassing us, throwing us coins and becoming more enthusiastic about it. She told CNN on Friday night that it was not the first time in her life that she felt violated. However, it was the first time that her nose had been broken. A Russian journalist who carried out high-profile investigations into corruption has been arrested in Moscow. Ivan Golunov, a 36-year-old reporter for the Latvia-based news site Medusa, was detained by police on Thursday and accused of large-scale drug dealing. According to a report in the BBC, he was on his way to meet another journalist on Thursday when he was stopped and searched by the officers. They claim they found the synthetic drug mephedrone in his rucksack and that a later search of his flat turned up more drugs and some scales, indicating that he was involved in dealing. Golunov's lawyer alleged that he had been beaten while in custody and that the drugs were planted on him, but the authorities have denied this. His publication said he was, quote-unquote, being persecuted because of his journalistic activity. Golunov has repeatedly exposed corruption among Moscow's high-profile business people and its political elite, as well as fraudulent financial schemes in the city. His arrest has sparked protests in Moscow and St. Petersburg, and more than a dozen people, mostly fellow journalists, were reportedly detained and later released. Golunov had appeared in a video clip posted on social media on Friday night at 8.05 local time and is due in court in southwest Moscow on Saturday morning. Astronomy enthusiasts were in for a surprise on Friday when US President Donald Trump announced that the moon is a part of Mars. According to a report in The Guardian, Trump, while commenting on his own administration's space policy, said in a tweet, and I quote, For all of the money we are spending, NASA should not be talking about going to the moon. We did that 50 years ago. They should be focused on the much bigger things we are doing, including Mars, of which the moon is a part, defense and science, close quote. Trump's declaration shocked many space enthusiasts because the moon has not traditionally been regarded as a part of Mars. NASA did not immediately respond to a question from The Guardian asking if the moon is a part of Mars. This past week saw some really in-depth media reports go up on the News Laundry website, the latest of which is Ayush's story on The Economist magazine titled 
how the Indian government plays stamps and stickers with the economist. The story talks about how the Indian government has been forcing the magazine to black out maps of India, showing Kashmir in its print editions since 2011. These maps have been covered up with black stickers because they do not show the external boundaries of the state of Jammu and Kashmir as claimed by India. Before 2011, Indian maps were rubber stamped with the following text, and I quote: "The external boundaries of India, as depicted, are neither correct nor authentic." Close quote. Ayush has been working on this story for over two weeks now. Investigating every facet of it so as to come up with a concise, accurate, and 360-degree view of the story. He's also had to track down and reach out various people from the Economist, as well as go through countless editions of the magazine to establish a relevant pattern. All of this takes time, energy, and money. Not to mention a keen drive to publish reports that other media organizations usually tend to ignore. So please do subscribe to NewsLaundry.com and pay to keep news free, and allow reporters like Ayush to do what they do best. Also, do check out this week's Reporters Without Orders, hosted by none other than Cherry, with Ayush and me on the panel. We talk about the Congress's decision not to field spokespersons on television debates, and also discuss a report that talks about how an estimated sixty thousand crore rupees has been spent during the twenty nineteen general election. That too, only after the model code of conduct kicked in. Ayush and me also get into a little bit of a civilized argument when he starts echoing a viewpoint of the BCCI using its influence. To get favorable fixtures in the ongoing ICC World Cup, check out the full episode to know how this argument ended. That's all the news we have for you today, folks. Have a good night or a great day, depending on where you're listening to us from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.